Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And yeah, we are. What do we are? Two weeks away from Infinity War. One week, two weeks. Yeah. It's okay. It's counting down. It's counting down. We're gonna talk about Infinity War in a second. But we're gonna go through that right now. Uh, Eli, I just want to know what I've been up to. Uh, remember, you know, I have the DC uh, Universe app, right? Yeah. And you know what I've been doing with the Universe DC Universe app so far? Watching Batman. That and <laughs> and actually reading comics. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Most, most people forget they they have comics on there. Like, well, they don't have enough Batman movies under me. What? Like, they, they have comics on there, man. And actually, their comic library is actually pretty extensive now. Okay. Like yeah. it's in the tens of thousands now. What is? For instance, I've read the uh, complete first run of Teen Titans. No shit. Yeah, I think it was like a uh, fifty-eight issues or something like that. Damn. Yeah. So that's the first volume. Then immediately they stopped that volume and started another volume immediately. Oh yeah. So I'm on the second volume now. So the first volume started in 1980. Uh, this volume starts in 1984, and it's like right before Crisis comes around. Okay. Yeah, because Crisis, you know, fucks up everything. So they they changed everything from there. But so far, yeah, pretty good run. I see why it was popular at the time when they did. It's got some story. Some stories do feel kind of derivative because I guess at that time, you know, when the evil teammate goes evil and destroys everything, I guess every team around the time was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a thing. Uh, that's all I got from that. Uh, yeah, I guess we can move on to the to the box office. Sure. Let's just jump right into it. Let's see what we got. Uh, yeah, like I said, Eli, just give it to me. You already know what the number one uh, movie of the week is. Is it Shazam? It is Shazam. Pile. Shout out to the Gomer Pile fans. My dad <laughs> made me watch that show for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. And I just, every time I think of that, every time I hear it, I, I think of that Simpson episode where that's all Homer's thinking about. Pile Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he kept saying it on this show so much, but yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so like I'm going to just run down the list. Hell, give me number two, Eli, because I know you know what it is also. Is it Pet Cemetery? It is Pet Cemetery. Yeah, okay, well, I saw it. Okay, so you saw two movies this week, so we're going to do a, like a movie review with like a Cisco Neaver type thing. So, <laughs> uh, number three, we have Dumbo. Uh, oh. Number four, we still have Us hanging in there. 
uh, number five, Captain Marvel. I'm so glad Shazam is out because I'm sorry, I'm old school. So when I hit Captain Marvel, I'm still thinking about Captain Marvel. <laughs> but now there's Captain Marvel out. Now we got actual Captain Marvel and Shazam. So there's two Captain Marvels at the theater. There's two Captain Marvels out. We're going to talk about this second, but I'm just glad both of them out because this shit is confusing for me, man. <laughs> uh, number six, we have the best of enemies. The fuck? I don't know. Oh, is that that? That's the other. Uh... The, the 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 white guy and the and the black lady become friends. Cause, cause oh, another the, one. Those another movies. racism is wrong movie. Racism is over. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do we got? Five feet apart. Number seven. Number eight. Unplanned. Uh, number nine. Wonder Park. And number ten. How to Train Your Dragon Two: The Hidden World. What? Mm. Not two. Three. Four. Three. Five. There's three. There's three. Yeah. The Hidden World. Okay. So they keep cranking these movies out. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to Shazam. Let's see what kind of, you know, before we get Shazam, let's go to Pet Cemetery. We're going to let you get a chance to talk about both of me live, but, uh, let me see. Worldwide Pet Cemetery is at 42 million. Of course, you know, it's an estimate because we haven't got the official numbers yet, but where does Shazam rank? Where does the OG Captain Marvel rank? Right now, they had a domestic weekend of 56, which is pretty cool because they actually estimated to be 40 million. So it exceeded expectations to 56. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, nothing, nothing like the other Captain Marvel because I think that movie did what, a hundred million? Oh, the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah, all that boycotting. Yeah. Still yeah, how did boycott work out for you? <laughs> but now you have the real Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. A dude, a, the, the dude Captain Marvel. And they didn't even go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you bitch all the time about it, but then they give you a movie of what you're looking for, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> they they gave you your white savior. It's gonna keep cranking out transgender, gay, black, Mexican superheroes now. <laughs> so be happy with that. Uh, overall, it did worldwide 158 million. Respectable. The thing is, what I'm hearing is that they they uh they dial back the budget on Shazam, so it doesn't have to do just like if it does Justice League budget like uh gross, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it had no problem with that, which I, I see a lot of what they're doing with these superhero movies now. They're starting to crank back the budget because people are going to see them anyway. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have every movie doesn't have to have that Just League budget or, you know, things like that. You can have a Venom. You can have a Shazam. You can have a Joker, which we're going to talk about later on also. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know what's going to make money from that one. But, uh, Eli, now I'm going to put it in your hands. Where do you want to start first? You want to start uh, Pet Cemetery? You want to start Shazam? Because you saw both. Uh, well, you haven't seen Pet Cemetery, right? I I have never seen a Pet Cemetery movie at all. Oh yeah, so I guess I can do that real quick, mm-hmm. and then knock it out. I'm all I'm all in. Sell sell me on or or not. I don't know your review, so <laughs> whichever way you decide <laughs> oh, to go with. Oh, I ain't selling you shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love Pet Cemetery. I read the book, one of the few books that scared the shit out of me when I read it. And I wasn't a little kid when I read this book. I was like in my teen, I was like 14 or 15, and it scared me. So I wasn't even a little kid, and this book scared the shit out of me. I, the, even the old movie, the original movie that came out in like 89, was really creepy. And I, in a very, very close adaption of the book. So I loved the book and the original movie. So I was really excited to see this new one, especially after it. 
you know, they had it and it made it, it was awesome and it made it this huge success. We're like, oh shit, let's start making cool Stephen and, and King I think movies. It's the highest grossing horror movie of all time, I think. Yeah, and like, oh, we're gonna start making some cool Stephen King movies now. And here comes Pet Cemetery. I'm like, sweet, one of my favorite books, one of my favorite movies from Stephen King. I'm ready to watch this motherfucker. And it came out this weekend, and I did not like it. Wow. <laughs> but honestly, I, I had a a real strong feeling it might have beaten Shazam because there was a lot of people I know they were excited for Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I was wondering too. I was like, I, I wonder if Pet, it's it's it, you know because horror always sells. Like horror right. just has an audience, you no know, regardless. So and I was thinking, yeah, cheap. yeah, and it, it's it's Stephen King, and like I said, it it was a big success. So I'm thinking, hey, this might this might be number one. It might actually beat this, the comic book movie, but no. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it was just really disappointing, this movie. Um, they didn't stick. They changed a lot of stuff, which I guess I'm fine with. But if you're going to do that, then make it cool. And it just was not cool. Like, the changes they made didn't really offer anything new to the story. And the stuff that they did add new really didn't fit into the movie. Like, it was really dumb. Like, there's a lot of really dumb shit in the movie. Now, the thing about Pet Cemetery, you know, it, it, the premise of it is there's this, you know, evil Indian burial ground in the woods. So we got that trope, you know, the evil Indian burial ground trope. Um, you bury something there that dies. It comes back to life, only it's not the same anymore. It's kind of a evil version of itself. So right. that's basically what, what the I remember the, the Justice premise. League joke. Yes, yes, that's right. Pet Cemetery when they dig up Superman and they were making like, oh shit, what if he comes back all Pet Cemetery, all fucked up and evil? And right. that's what happens, you know. So this guy, you know, one of his kid dies and he ends up burying his kid in this shitty fucking Indian burial ground. And the kid comes back to life, all fucked up. Now in the original book. And the original movie, it was the baby. It was he was like a little two year old boy, so it was like a creepy, you know, Chucky factor, child's play factor, a little baby running around with a knife killing people. You know, well they didn't do that in this one. Maybe I don't know if they're too sensitive or whatever. We can't kill babies anymore. So <laughs> it's 2019. You know, people are woke. You can't do that anymore. So they decide to kill the little girl instead, the older little girl who's like 10 years old. Um, she comes back. And she can talk and she can carry on a conversation and shit. And of course, she's all zombie, like all dead looking like a vampire. But she's just, you know, still talking and shit, still intelligent, still, you know, able to, you know, carry on a conversation and have a and a little bit of wit to her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what, what can't you just. Like give her give her a cookie. To, hey, don't don't kill people. Here's a cookie. You know, <laughs> like why is she evil if she's like I don't know. It's just that, and then yeah, all this other stuff that you know, some of the stuff that was really creepy, like in the old movie and in the book, they kind of changed and it wasn't as creepy. And basically, towards the end, I was just like, yeah, um, I, I just ain't feeling it. So I was really disappointed <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so prob- before before you get ready, I got a question. Yeah. What was more accurate, the first movie in the eighties or this movie? I the mean, fir- to the to the book. Yeah, the first movie is actually really close, closely adapted 
to the book. Um, they change a few things, you know, they leave a few things out, but it's a really close adaption, the first movie. And, of course, it came out in the 80s and had the, you know, horror had low budget back then. And, you know, the performances probably aren't don't hold up as well. And there's not a lot of, you know, high caliber actors or movie stars in the old movie like they did in this one. They had the guy, uh, the one guy who's been in a bunch of movies. I can't think of his name now. But, um, but you know, it had John Lithgow and, you know, it had some really good actors and the performances were fine. It's just, yeah, it just all came down to that this version of the story. And they just added a bunch of crap that was just unnecessary. And what they did add was just kind of dumb. Like the whole Zelda thing. Now, in the, in the old book, there's the, 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 the mom, when she was a child, her sister had spinal meningitis. And this is the f- most fucking creepiest thing about the, that story, is her, her sister. She was all fucked up looking, and she couldn't leave her bed, and it's really fucked up scene. But then they changed it to where she, like, was able to move and get out of bed and somehow fell down a dumbwaiter chute. And I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, she can't get out of bed. How the fuck is she going to fall down the dumb? I was just like, man, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't even, it wasn't even that scary. Like, it, you know, you could tell that something was going to jump, you know, because I'm jaded. Nothing makes me jump, barely. So I knew there was, she was going to open up the door and the thing was going to fall and, you know, I was, yeah, I saw that coming, and that wasn't even cool. Like, how the fuck this, this, this crippled, fucked-up chick with a fucked-up back was able to crawl out of the bed and down a garbage chute? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of ranting now. <laughs> but either, either way, I was just like, man, I was just, just disappointed. Yeah, maybe, you know I mean? maybe expectations were too happy this movie. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. I think that's what it was. I, because I love the old – because of the book. And I love the old movie, and like I said, I was expecting. And then, like I said, yeah. it, it was this huge, you know, yeah. box office success. Yeah. So I was just hoping to be wowed, and I really was not. <laughs> so. Yeah. Know. All yeah, right. So, so go ahead. Give, give, give me a score. Give me a score. Uh, two out of five. Fuck. That, Damn. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely didn't sell me on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd say. Well, I know you're not going to read the book. I'd say check out the old one, you know. <laughs> the old movie? Okay. Old I've movie. never seen, like I said, I've never seen that. I mean, like I said, when I grew up, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies, so a lot of them I didn't see. Yeah. You know? So I didn't see Pet Cemetery or anything like that. So I don't know, one day I'll get around to it and see it, or yeah. I'll check see if it's on Netflix or Amazon that's, Prime or something. Yeah, that's what I suggest. I think it is on Amazon Prime. like the Or even the, it might even have been on Netflix, the original. So if you okay. want to do a commentary, huh? <laughs> Have we ever done a horror commentary? Can I think about it? Tales from the Hood, right? We did Tales from the Hood. Yes, yeah, Tales from the Hood. One and two. Yeah, we did. Yeah, what? I forgot we did that. <laughs> yeah. So, and so have yeah. our listeners. <laughs> yeah, but if it's on it, yeah, we can do it. We still yeah. got to do Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's on the list, so we'll get to it eventually. Uh, yeah, but like I said, that's Pet Cemetery, pretty cool. I guess we can actually go to a movie that we both seen now. We could like do our real Cisco and Ebert impression. Yeah. You know, okay. So like I said, we got a chance to see Shazam. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, before we get into Shazam, and I should have did this earlier. I'm a, well, fuck with too late to go by now. Like I said, we're doing Shazam. For those who don't know, this is the real Captain Marvel. And I'm pretty sure everybody knows the story now because uh, Shazam was originally Captain Marvel. They got into some legal troubles. 
with both DC and Marvel. But here we are now in 2019 where Shazam is called Shazam, not allowed to be legally called Captain Marvel. Meanwhile, Captain Marvel is Captain Marvel. And, yeah, that's what we have now. So, Eli, am I going to go first? You're going to go first? How are we going to do this? Uh, you can go first. I can go first? Yeah, you went first. Yeah, I can go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are we going to talk about Captain Shazam? <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, we're going to talk about Shazam. And one thing about this movie, like as far as a DC movie, like we know DC movies get shitted on a bunch of times. However, this movie, before we get started, I want to say that it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I know we don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes, it's like, well, Rotten Tomatoes to pay for it, but here's the interesting thing on Rotten Tomatoes that I've never seen before for a DCU movie at, at that the audience score is at 90% Yeah. so that is kind of alarming right there like, you never see that happen before so, I mean you got people saying, oh, it's one of the best superhero movies of all time, best DCU movie of all time Breath of Fresh Air, what do I think about the movie? I want to put it plainly out there for people that haven't seen the movie, because like I said, for 50 million, that's kind of low for a superior movie. So for people that haven't seen the movie, and I've been talking to a lot of people, the reason they don't want to see the movie, because they think it's a kid's movie. And I'm here to let you know you're correct. It's a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. So if you are expecting to see, you know, this or that, or basically what you saw from the trailer is pretty much what you expect tone-wise from this movie. Then and a lot of people saying, oh, they're taking the play, uh, playbook from Marvel's playbook and they're trying to make a Marvel movie. This doesn't, this isn't a Marvel movie. Like, they're not ripping off Marvel. What they're doing is taking homages to, like, those old 80s Steven Spielberg movies. Like, The Goonies, Monster yeah. Squad, you know, yeah. uh, big movies like that. They're taking, that's the tone they're going for. Because yeah. for the most part, yes, those movies back then, they were kids' movies. But if you really watch those movies, they really kind of weren't kids' movies. Like movies kids probably shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because the, the, the kids were always cursing all the time, saying really crude stuff, like the same stuff they're doing in this movie. Uh, and, like, there's one scene that everybody keeps talking about. Like, you could take your kids, kids to go see this movie, but it's just one scene that's, like, super fucked up and right out of a horror movie that capital would probably scare kids. And then I started thinking about it. Is there really anything worse than what we saw when we were kids? No. I Not mean, I, really. I saw Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom when I was a kid. I'm oh, my God. That movie fucked me up. <laughs> Eli, that movie fucked me up. Remember, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies, but Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, that, I think that movie was rated PG yeah. or something? Yeah. Like, not even PG-13, just PG. So yeah. I'm seeing the movie, watch the dude get his heart ripped out. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, eating so, bugs. I remember the bugs eating when they were eating the bugs. That grossed me out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you can, you can, I agree with you that Temple of Doom had way more fucked up shit than anything in Shazam. Yeah. You know, that's one like, man, you kid, you parents are soft nowadays. Yeah. Gremlins are throwing motherfuckers in the microwave and shit. Gremlins was <laughs> fucked up, too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even Star Wars, the dude got his hand cut off by his own father. Yeah. So, we had fucked up shit we saw, even though they were all kids' movies, it was fucked up shit in those movies. The same way with Shazam. It is a kids' movie that has fucked up shit in it. Yeah. Like I said, I won't say what it is, so I will say this with Shazam. This is not a movie for, like, five-year-olds or six-year-olds or anything like that. I say if you're about nine or ten is probably the age you need to be to go watch this movie. I mean, yeah. ten and up. Yeah. Like I said, it does remind me of one of those early 
Amblin Entertainment, Steven Spielberg, kids movies that were kind of fucked up in the same way also. That's how I feel about that. Now, like I said, the tone they're trying to hit, it hits. And people are saying that, oh, DC is going lighter. DC has finally turned the corner with like, let's be honest, this is Shazam. Like, I, I know a lot of people aren't familiar with this character, but the way they made this movie is pretty much the only way you can make a Shazam movie. Uh-huh. Like, it was designed that way. It's a movie about a 15-year-old or a, 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 basically a kid that gets the power of Superman. Yeah. It's the epitome of wish fulfillment. It is the personification of power fantasy. Yeah. So that is what the movie is It is targeted to kids. It's targeted for kids, and that's the thing the movie is supposed to be. It's the reason why Captain Marvel outsold Superman back in the 40s. Okay. And why DC had to kill him. <laughs> because he was cutting into their profits. So that's why they just buried him for this time, and all of a sudden now he's popping back up. So yes, it is kitty. It is childish. It is goofy. It is cheesy. But that's the essence of the character. That's how he's supposed to be. This ain't no Snyder shit. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just funny that this is tech. This is technically the first movie Zack Snyder didn't have a hand in. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. Amazon. I mean, uh, Aquaman still had some Snyder references in there because, like I said, he recruited. I mean, casted uh, Zack Snyder and it's based yeah. off his thing and Wonder Woman also. Like, but this is this is po- this is the first post Snyder DC movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like you, you can tell. You can, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Right. So, like I said, overall with the movie, I like, I like what they do. The movie had personality to it. The movie was charming. The movie had some, some fucked up scenes, but it had some kitty scenes also. Like I said, Zachary Levi, when I knew they casted him, I knew he was going to kill it. He killed it. I mean, mm-hmm. because the thing is, like I said, if you want, if you read the comics, Shazam and, and Superman kind of look alike and you're kind of hard to tell them apart when they're on screen together. You can tell the difference between Zachary Levi and Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. Like two different, completely different guys. So they make them seem like different. Like you believe you believe that Zachary Levi is a is a fifteen year old in a grown man's body. Hell, he probably is with the way he acts and like casting a choice stuff like that. Uh, Freddie Freeman, I can't remember the actor's name, killed it. What was he in? Was he in it? One of the kids was in it. Yeah, the kid with the the crutches yeah. was in it. Yeah, that's what I keep telling. So, so Freddie Freeman was one kid. He killed in this role, and and Freddie Freeman himself was wish fulfillment because okay, yes, Shazam got all these powers and shit like that. But at the same time, like, listen, what if your best friend has superpowers and don't know what the fuck to do with them? So it's up to you to train him mm-hmm. to be his mentor. That's that's wish fulfillment. Like he wasn't even a sidekick. He was more like his Obi Wan. He was telling him. This is what you need to do. This is the power. Like all your fanboy knowledge and comic book knowledge, all of a sudden, is useful. <laughs> you know, yeah. it comes. In. So that's pretty awesome, right there. Uh, all the kids were awesome too. Uh, I love Darla. <laughs> Darla, oh, the, my favorite. The, the little girl. The little girl, yeah, she's my favorite. And uh, everybody else, pretty cool too. The Asian kid, the gamer. I kind of relate to him also, just cause. Because <laughs> he's a gamer, <laughs> you know. Uh, the the parents, the parents weren't fucked up. You know, they weren't like running, you know, slave labor outside of the, you know, group home stuff like that. They were cool, chill. Even though when the boy ran away, you know, they invited him back stuff like that. You know. Yeah. And was it me or was the mom a fucking milf? <laughs> it was like it was distracting. It was like. <laughs> yeah, she was she was doable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Mark Strong, I thought honestly, people said they, they thought Mark Strong was like one of the weakest parts of the movie. I thought it was pretty cool. He was pretty awesome. 
Which one is he? Uh, Dr. Savannah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was... I thought he was a serviceable villain. He pretty much does Mark Strong shit like he always does in these movies. But I yeah. thought he, he was menacing as Dr. Savannah. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't have The Rock as Black Adam because I do feel like they kind of uh, combined Dr. Savannah with Black Adam because he pretty much almost had the same arc as Black Adam. But having The Rock in this movie would have overshadowed everything. Yeah. It would have completely threw out the tone where this is a like a, a hero's journey for Shazam, you know, not for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do agree that, um, well, I won't say agree, but I do kind of funny that he didn't have a name in the movie. Like I said, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Carol Danvers took his name, so now he's going out the movie like with no name. Like, what are you going to call yourself? I don't know. Yeah. Maximum Voltage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Captain, yeah, so, was it Captain Thundercrack or whatever? <laughs> right. <laughs> so he kept saying shit. And it was funny the whole time you're doing like, okay, you don't have a name, so just run with it, you know, play it up, up as a gag, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was funny, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like this movie, like it, it, it was a comedy first. Like they tried to make a comedy. Yeah. You know, but then like the more the movie went on and the stakes got higher, they were like, okay, stop all the laughing, stop all the comedy and shit like that. You know, shit is real. Doctor Savannah is not fucking playing around with you. And then the movie got more serious as it went along. And my thing is, what what I about the DCEU movies? A lot of times they have a problem with the third act. The third act in this to me sold the movie for me. It like took it up another notch. I'm like, oh damn, they really went there. Yeah. You know, I won't even spoil it for you, but I, I thought the third act was the best part of it. It really went there. Still had some comedy in there. I'm like, oh shit, they. Can I spoil it? I'm not gonna yeah. spoil it. I'm yeah. gonna spoil it. Fuck <laughs> it. The Marvel family is in there. The Marvel you know, family. Oh yeah, I forgot. Legally, we can't call them that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, when all the kids get their powers and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, it's the Marvel family. So you got Mary Marvel and whatever and stuff like that. But, and they got all oh, the powers. Oh, is that from the comics? Oh, yeah, that's straight from the comics. Oh, yeah. That's so the yeah. thing about this. This movie is actually very faithful to the comics. Like, some of, like, like it's a, a bunch of scenes ripped straight from the comics. So okay. that's how you know Jeff Johns had a very strong hand in this when they were making this movie. Matter of fact, they probably should have just uh, uh, add him as a screenwriter. As much stuff they took from the, those books. Oh, he wasn't a screenwriter. No, they just said you know uh, special thanks to Jeff Johns, but they didn't add him as a screenwriter. Oh, okay. I don't think. Uh, but they should have because that's a lot of stuff they took right from him, like dialogue, everything. So, uh, yeah, some guy named Henry Gayton. Fuck are you, man? You ain't no Jeff Johns. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and that's the thing, like Jeff Johns has a Shazam book going on right now, and I guarantee you the book that he's writing right now, that's the sequel. So anybody listening, you want to know what the sequel to Shazam going to be, go read the uh, Shazam book that's going on right now, because that's what's going to happen. You know. <laughs> uh, but overall, yeah, like I said, I had a fun time watching the movie. It kept me engaged the whole time. It had some, some fucked up horror scenes. That The scene where he met his mom, that shit was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I didn't think the movie was going to go there for this type of movie, but yeah, they were like, nah, fuck it. She don't want your ass. Like, yeah, Damn. that was that was probably one of the... For, yeah, that uh, for a little kid, that would probably, yeah. you know, do some emotional damage. <laughs> right. That's all like, wow, they really went there. Like, okay. It ain't like like she wanted him back and couldn't find him. Like, nah, I saw the kid. I, 
Left your ass on purpose. I'm like, so damn. So I like that the movie did have those those things in it. So you could say the movie had like a tonal shift plenty of times in the movie. I could deal with it. That's probably one of the biggest flaws of the movie. Um, suit still looked kind of puffy at certain points, but for the tone this movie was going, I could deal with it. You know, yeah. it wasn't trying. It went. The movie didn't feel like it was taking itself super seriously anyway. A bunch of times the movie did feel like it was being self retro It did almost feel like it was breaking the fourth wall sometimes, like being Deadpool-ish. But oh, Deadpool, yeah. Like, it, it didn't feel like it was breaking the fourth wall, but it did feel like a couple times Zachary Levi was winking at the camera. Like, come on. You know this shit is stupid. Well, there was definitely, there was a lot of, like, meta references to other superheroes. And the right. fact that this does, this does take place in the DC universe, and there was Batman and Superman. And, right, know, like, they, they, are, they exist do exist. In this universe, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Also, that they you know, they didn't they didn't shoehorn like four or five upcoming movies from it, but you know that they exist in this world. So they live in a world where these heroes are here, and I thought that was pretty awesome, just the way they worked it in. But it didn't feel like it was shoehorned. Yeah. You know. So overall, yeah, for, for the movie, I give it like I said a four out of five. Now, usually how I rate my movies that I feel like I give it a four at least if it's a movie I I, I would like to see again. Like Captain Marvel, I don't give a fuck about watching the movie again. But Shazam, <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching it again. I'm not mm-hmm. going to run out and be the first thing I want to see. But if, if it's on, you know, I wouldn't mind going out like, yeah, I'll I watch it again. So, like I said, it was a fun, cheesy, quaint movie. But for what they were trying to do with this character, they did as good a job as you can possibly do with this character. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. But, yeah, I, I think I ran on long enough. You can... Anything you want to add in it, Eli? I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't expect shit from this movie. Um, I don't really, I'm not really familiar with the Shazam comics. I mean, I do remember that old ass TV show from yep. the 70s. Like, that's how old I am. I'm, I, I do remember watching it. Um, I remember Shazam being in the cartoon. I remember him in the Teen Titans and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I really, but other than that, I don't, I'm not really familiar with it. So I wasn't, you know, I didn't have much expectations. So going in, I was just like, yeah, whatever. It's a superhero movie. You know, I expected it to be a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked cheesy and I expected that. But when I went in, I, I surprisingly enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I, it was funny. There was, yeah, there was some fucked up shit. That might be a little too, you know, intense for younger kids. But me as an adult, me as a horror fan, I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. Those <laughs> monsters were fucking cool. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Right, and, just, and apparently that yeah. guy would, that guy has a horror background. Yeah, and I'm like, that, does that, does, uh, is that from the comics? Because I might read it, because that shit's cool. You know? <laughs> I don't know if it is, but it made me want to read it too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, that's just like these monsters running around, come out of that dude's body and ripping people like at one point i thought there was going to be blood like when they're in the office and they're getting killed and the guy's like looking at the window and you know that that like white um pane glass he could could, you could just tell shit was going on but you couldn't see it i was like almost expecting like a blood splat like to go yeah when he threw his his brother out the window the whole theater like holy shit yeah (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, they're not going to have blood because this is a kid's movie. But I almost thought that. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking pretty brutal for a kid's movie. So, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 enter- it was a kid's movie, but it was entertaining for adults. 
And that's right. what I enjoy because I, I found myself laughing. I found myself generally laughing, like laughing right. a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just didn't expect that from this. It and was just funny, a lot of fun. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the funny thing about it, like him as a kid, uh, it's, it's funny because he did everything. Like if you were 14 and you got Superman powers or you became a grown up, he did everything that you would do. Like you'd go buy beer. Yeah. You go to the strip club. You know, yeah. you use it to make money, so it just made sense. You know, that was funny too. Like when they when they were stuck in that realm or whatever. Right. And he says, "Okay, think of a place to get us out of here." <laughs> and they go to the strip club. Right. And then Mary's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, Billy?" I mean, he's fourteen. What you expect? It's like, just think on the place really hard you want to be. And <laughs> that was the place he thought of with the strip. I just busted out laughing. And all the all like all of them went there. All the kids came. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, did you catch it when Pedro said didn't do anything for me? Oh, I don't know. Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it's all kind of basically they're throwing it in there. He might be gay. You know. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, even though it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It still had a lot of heart to it. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of like emotional beats that really made you care about the character, really made you care about the kids, really made you care about Billy. You know, the fact that he was an orphan and that his whole journey, the, the him getting left, like getting lost at the fucking carnival and right. never finding his mom again. That's fucked up. <laughs> right. Which is why he doesn't care about anybody, because the yeah. only person he cared about never cared about him. And just think of the trauma that that caused him. That would cause any kid. You know, that's right. some fucked up shit. So the fact that they used that and they did it that well and had that thread throughout the movie, and then when he finally sees him at sees his mom at the end, like holy fuck, you know this is some harsh shit to deal with. And then he finally says, "This no, I, I have a family." That's when he comes around. So I, I enjoyed that character arc, you know. It really, right. yeah, the movie really made you care about you know the characters, all of them. I mean, even the kid uh, on the crutches, you know, how he he was a big nerd, he was into superheroes, and he was. You know, saying weird shit, you know, he was just that he just embodied the outcast, you know, that outcast, right. that nerd who doesn't have any friends, you know, and all that right. shit. He collects stuff. He collects yeah. you know, yeah. clippings. And... and then that whole thing of where they're trying to, you know, hey, you got superpowers and it's shit we've seen before. We've seen it in the spider old Spider-Man movies. We've seen it on Heroes and we've seen it. It's just a trope, but they did it in a way where it was still fresh. Right. You know? I mean, because Freddie's looking at him like, you got all these powers, you're not doing shooting, but look at me. You know, yeah. yeah, you could say I'm jealous, but at the same time, if I had your powers, I'd do something better than what you're doing with it. Yeah, and just flipping that, the superhero motif on its head as far as, like, oh, we don't have, you need a superhero name. And they're just going, <laughs> right. you know, going through all these different names with the Captain Lightning Fingers or Crackle Fingers or whatever, you know, and, and then filming, diff- okay, crossing off. Trying to find out all of his superpowers and right, crossing and off the on list. YouTube and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was just a, it was just it was refreshing. You know, even like like even though it was lighthearted, you know, it still had a lot of like emotional weight to keep it grounded to where you give a shit. You know, right. about the characters and stuff. And I like the fact that it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like the fact that it it wasn't. It was like the anti-Superman. Like, because when he started flying and shit and doing actual Superman shit, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, why wasn't this in the Man of Steel? Right. Like, he should have been <laughs> happy doing this shit. No, he's depressed even flying. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's that's what made me think of, like, you know, when he's – when the kid is like, you, you got all these cool powers. I would kill to have those powers. You right. know? Like, you're awesome. You should be out doing awesome shit. And that's my same – that was like my same reaction to watching the Man of Steel. Like, dude, what are you bitching about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, don't sit there and give me a movie about how hard it is to be Superman. Like, fuck you. You're right. Superman, motherfucker. You're awesome. Quit bitching. Right. You know. And that's, that's another thing. It was a criticism about this movie that they were saying, like, like they were saying, like the the boy and Shazam acted two two different apart. They said they couldn't believe they're the same person. They were supposed to act differently apart. The mm-hmm. boy is supposed to be depressed, supposed to be on his own by himself because he hates everybody. But yeah. when he gets the powers of Superman, of course he's going to be, you know, upbeat and uplifting <laughs> and, you know, jokey, jokey and stuff like that because he has the powers of Superman. Yeah. So why and would he be depressed? Yeah. And he's going to the strip club and, you know, and Zachary Levi was great as like that Tom Hanks big character. Right. You know, or what's that other movie with uh, with Judge Reinhold and little Freddie Savage and Vice versa. It was the back in the eighties. There was a bunch of those yeah, body it was a bunch swapping. Of, like George Burns had a movie with somebody. Yeah, the body swapping, you know, and 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 yeah. Um, but Zachary Levi played a played a convincing fourteen year old or whatever. You know? Right. <laughs> like when Doug Savannah was showing up, like he looked like he was actually scared of him. But whenever he got powers, he was happy. Look at me, I can fly. You know, yeah. all this shit like that. So it, it was cool. Or when they're ditching school. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. Like I was, like I said, I was generally laughing at a lot of shit, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. Like I was, I remember what I remember the Shazam on one of the Teen Titans episodes. Now I don't watch a lot of Teen Titans. My kid was watching them for a while, mm-hmm. um, but I remember when Shazam showed up because I was, hey, Shazam! I remember this motherfucker from when I was a kid, right. and he was talking about. I remember him saying something like, you know, it's a good thing because I remember like. Robin and everybody were making fun of him, you know, right. and they're like, it's fun. It's cool that you make fun of me because, you know, if you take me too seriously, then you're going to then superheroes are going to get all dark and brooding and blah, blah, blah. And I remember just hearing that that it was taking a dig at probably, you know, the Snyderverse. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always how it is. Like, he's supposed to be like more upbeat, more of a Boy Scout than even Superman is, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, yeah. that's the thing about Shazam. So, yeah. Uh, oh, can you can you give me a score on it? Yeah, I give, I give it a four out of five. Okay. You know, I, I thought about it was the same, funny. About the same. Like I, said, I wouldn't I mind seeing it again, yeah. Movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the greatest movie ever made or greatest superhero movie ever made. Just a fun, good movie. So, yeah. like I said, we got with, with DCU, now we got Aquaman, which is a hit. You got Shazam, which was a hit. So, yeah, they, I feel like they're on the upswing. Yeah. You know, oh, they're they're starting then, to figure this thing out. And, and, and I was surprising that I knew who that worm was. Why well, to Google his name? But I rem- remember the worm. Yeah, you knew the worm was. I had no the fuck idea what that worm was. <laughs> like I totally but I forgot him about also him. Also, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I totally forgot about him until I saw him at okay. the end. And, and plus, <laughs> like they showed the worm at the beginning also of the movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, when they, when uh Savannah was a boy and he came in and the worm was in the jar in the Rock of Eternity. I think I missed that part. And then when I think when Shazam came back or when uh something came back, like when they when the Dead of Seven Sins broke out, they showed the jar again, the jar was broken. Okay, I don't, I think I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the end the worm showed up at the end also. Yeah. But uh yeah, like I said, the worm, you told me who the worm was. Yeah, I was like because it's happened and I was like, Oh shit, that's right, the fucking little caterpillar motherfucker. 
I was like, I remember that. And like, I, I, I can't exactly remember where, but I remember Shazam fighting a worm, a little worm. Right. And, and the thing in the book that uh, Jeff John's writing right now, that worm is like the big bad in the book right now. So that should tell you where direction he's going with. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, the worm. And then I had to Google his name. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mind. And like, oh, shit. Yeah. I like, I, maybe I do know a little bit more about Shazam than I thought. Yeah. You know? So apparently he has this weird power that since he's a worm, he can crawl into your, your ear and control you. Okay, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like Wrath of Khan. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically like that. Up. So yeah, so yeah, that's fucked the power to have. So it's pretty cool. And and plus he knows all about magic stuff like that. So you got like this. He leads this whole magic group and shit like that. So that's the thing about Shazam. That's why I say it's not really a Marvel movie because Marvel is scared to go full like Kitty and Childish. They're scared to go. Even Guardians of the Galaxy is scared to go that route. This yeah. they just like this is magic. This is fantasy. They went balls deep in this shit yeah. and it seemed like if they have a sequel they're going to go even further into it like they're just they're just waiting the appetite right now they're really going to go into this shit next next round yeah and so it was fun yeah so like i said we talk about aquaman we talk about shazam can we talk about the next dceu movie or dc movie on the list sure that's up all right then we were all upbeat and happy now let's talk about joker <laughs> Put on back, happy but, face. Yeah, back to the old dark and brooding shit. <laughs> right, we thought we were out. Pull us back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Eli, I'm gonna just go first. I'm just you know, okay. So I saw the trailer. I rewatched it before we recorded this, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't give two shits about this movie. <laughs> Damn, you even harder than all. I am. I, like I, not even a little bit. Like, why is this a thing? I thought I was being mean just for thinking. I don't think it looks that good. <laughs> it doesn't. It just looks like an average Joker movie. Wakam Phoenix is trying to collect a paycheck. Uh, uh, it's gonna come and go. Like, why is this even here? But but I feel like we're weird because the rest of India is going crazy over this trailer. I know. <laughs> like, did y'all see the same thing we're seeing? I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it I was feels, being it mean. It feels like man. they made Gotham into a <laughs> like yeah. a TV show into a movie. That's what it feels like. That's what I'm saying. It's like a long drawn out episode of Gotham, and I'm like, <laughs> right. I've already seen <laughs> Gotham where like it's like yeah, it's the shit, the shit I want to see, but they're not going to show me, you know? Right. <laughs> and I, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to feel like like where where angle are they trying to go with this? Because I is Martin Scorsese uh, Martin Scorsese still involved with this in any fashion? No. No, okay. he's not. So he's he's done with this, okay? Because it feels like they're paying homage to his movies. Yeah, like Taxi Driver and Taxi King Driver. of Comedy movie. Yeah, King of King Comedy. Of Com- yeah. yeah, it does look like that. I mean, it's got De Niro in it, um, mm-hmm. and he was in King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Right. But so it feels like they're just taking those same movies, just sticking the Joker in it. Yeah, I don't know. I see. I see people think saying all these theories. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna looks amazing. Maybe, maybe at the end he's gonna be the whole movie's gonna be a lie and he's gonna be on the couch talking to Harley or 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 maybe it's gonna be like Kaiser Soze from the usual the usual suspects. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you're basically projecting all this cool shit onto this movie that didn't show any of that. Right, (laughs) not gonna happen. And then when it doesn't happen, you're gonna be pissed. Yeah, and that's a, my thing is like, I was I was open to the idea of just having like this you know fucked up gangster version of a Joker, you know I was open to it, 
And right. I, but after watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, you're not really showing me anything about you know that makes me recognize the Joker other than a guy in a clown makeup, bad clown makeup, right? You know, and other than that, it's just really there's nothing there that interests me. You know, you're not showing me anything from the comics, really. You're not showing me any monumental, like recognizable thing from that makes me say, oh, that's the Joker, other than right. the guy just kind of some poor moron going becoming unhinged you know right. what I mean? uh, basically falling down yeah joker mix or whatever yeah. yeah and i'm like i don't know if i need to see that i don't know if i need to see the origin of what is supposed to be one of the greatest villains of all time you right know? because there never was an origin and yeah. that was for a reason yeah i mean and it even if, yeah go ahead do you get they not following that yeah and it's like what do you what is the reason that you're going to give me because it's probably not going to be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why right. Why is this guy – what What makes this guy become the greatest villain of all time? You know, oh, right. because he didn't become a comedian? Because he, he he had, you know, whatever – he was just down on his luck and, you know, it's like that – really? He was that much of a pussy? That's what turned him into the insane – clown guy you know I don't, give me something yeah i mean that that was my thing with rob zombie's halloween you know when they try to give michael myers an origin story like this big right. evil entity is the reason why he becomes this big evil entity is because his mom was a stripper and his dad was a dick like really that, that <laughs> right. that's it that's really well then anybody could become a big evil entity then you know <laughs> right like just, you're not giving me about. any cool reason for this guy to become the clown prince of crime. You know what I mean? Right. Here's the thing, Eli. This this the only thing I can come up to why this movie exists. This movie exists because it's safe. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's safe, but it's safe. First off, it's cheap. Yeah. Second off, it's got the Joker in it. People are going <laughs> to see it no matter what. They went and saw Suicide Squad, and he wasn't even in it that much. Yeah, that's true. So that, and that, I think that's what they got it from. They like they made a Suicide Squad movie where they pepper Joker throughout the movie. People start, you know, suing him because the Joker went in. So like, well, just give him a Joker. Obviously, if that's what you want, just just get Joker. So they got a Joker movie, super cheap, directed nobody's ever heard of. Uh, whatever budget you got, just throw it to Wakanda Phoenix, uh, and it's gonna make money. I'm sure it will, just on the title alone. And on that's the, the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Take away the title of the movie. Just take, pretend this isn't called the Joker. Watch the trailer again. Do you give a fuck? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it and looks, that's the thing. This movie is this year's Venom. Yeah, I mean, it looks like take away the Joker title, it looks like one of those Spike Jones or Wes Anderson movie about that, you know, that down on his luck loser trying to find a purpose in his life. Right, the movie you know? that nobody watches. Yeah, you know what I mean? A hipster movie, one of those hipster dramas that. They pretend they like, you know. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, like so, said, it's, it's nothing selling me on this movie. And yes, <laughs> it's got Joker in it, so you just slap Joker on it. You're going to make a movie. People, Look, people are happy. I'm happy that people are happy. I'm not trying to shit on anybody's, yeah. you know, happiness. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not excited for it. Yeah, but I'm not, not... going to go on every post. Where do you like that? Where do you like this movie? This movie sucks. Look at this movie. No. If you like it, you like it. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying not to like it. I mean, I'm a Batman fan. Of course I want to see a Joker movie. Right. You're a Batman fan. <laughs> but not this one. I mean, I, I want to I wanna see him fucking gas people with Smilex and 
<laughs> right. You know, I want to see all that goofy ass shit, and you know, I, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not interested in seeing, you know, the year Joker year one. You know, right. <laughs> or year zero where he's I, not. I, the I Joker. feel like it, it's that one step forward, two steps back. It's DC being DC again. Yeah, it's like, like make, you had a good run. Yeah. It's about making the, a movie about a Friday the 13th movie about Jason where he, you know, he was in fucking finger painting class where right. he, he doesn't kill anybody. Like, what's the point? You know, right. <laughs> you know, so, eh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see it. I mean, we, we, we're talking all this shit, but we're going to see it. Yeah, I'm sh- sure I'll see it. I'm just it, this trailer. I know it's a teaser. I know they didn't show what they probably want to show. So I'm still on the fence. I'm just on the fence. You know, they, who knows? They can show a drop another trailer a few months down the road and it might wow me. And I'm like, Holy shit. I want to see this now. Yeah. Like I said, if if this movie is amazing, I promise you, I will eat my words. I promise you, I will backtrack this. I will say like, Hey, I was wrong about this movie. Yeah. I want to see, I want to like the movie. (laughs) Right. I don't want to go see a shitty movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not like pre. I'm not. I'm uh, no kissing Marvel's ass because it's DC or any of that bullshit. No, I'm right. I was excited for this movie even when they first announced it. Man, I, was I like, mean, I'm going to admit the last two DC movies have been better than the last Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when everyone said, "Yeah, there's a thousand. They're making a thousand Joker movies." You know, <laughs> right? And I was like, "Yo," and one with you know De Niro and all that. I was like, "Oh, really? That that's." But even when they dropped that those leaked photos last year. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'll check it out. I'll check it out. You know, I was still optimistic, but then they showed me this trailer, and I'm like, eh. This, and, yeah. and the thing is, the reason he signed onto this movie because remember he was up for Doctor Strange. You know, Ooh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they wanted him first. The reason he didn't do it because he didn't want to sign that multi deal whatever thing. Like he didn't oh, want to yeah. be in Infinity War and all this bullshit. He yeah. didn't want to do a movie <laughs> one and done. Yeah. So get a Joker movie, get in, get out, be done with it. So, you know, I, hopefully he'll throw everything he got to the movie. And maybe he will transcend what a comic book movie is supposed to be, you know. Yeah, it, and if that if it does that, hey, more power to him. If they, and, you know, who knows? If they're taking a chance and taking a bold approach and, and it works, sweet. Right. You know, and that could happen. But, but this, here's the thing that worries me. The, the director of this movie... It's the director of the Hangover movies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, I know that. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't like some artur. Yeah. Know, some yeah. visionary. <laughs> yeah, no shit. This isn't, yeah. This, no idea like the first Hangover, you know. Yeah, this isn't like Francis Ford Coppola doing Apocalypse Now. You know? Right. This, this isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, we move on to the next part. Sure. Okay, so this is some news that just dropped, and I don't really, really know where to go with that, but they're making a Cowboy Bebop movie, live-action movie. Yeah. Uh, is, is it an actual movie, or is it going to be like another Netflix thing? I think it's going to Netflix, or is it going to be a series? I don't know. I don't know. We it's live-action Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Anyway, uh, so they got the guy. They got their they got their Spike Spiegel? Spiegel, right? yeah, that's right. Okay, so they got their, their lead. And uh, it's uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Was it Kumar? No, it's not Kumar because it's the other guy. It's Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Can't remember his name. Harold? John Cho. John Cho. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, that guy. So he's playing Spike Spiegel. Uh, so I'm sorry, guys. Keanu Reeves not playing him. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody wanted it, you know. 
Oh, Eli, what'd you, what'd you think about this? It's, oh. I, I'm, I'm like kind of whatever. I mean, I was a big Cowboy Bebop fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical on a live action version of it because live action anime movies aren't really that, have been that well done, really. Um, we, everybody forgets Battle Angel Alita just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's okay. You know, it was, it's cool action and shit. But it's just okay. okay well, I didn't see it, so I thought people were going to, uh, you know, defend that or whatever. But okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, is Has there been a good anime movie? And I don't know. Um, I mean, that probably is the best one, because the rest of them, I can't even think of a good one. I can't, I'm kind of partial to Speed Racer myself. That's all right. It's just wrong. Right. It looks yeah. cool. It's just fucking long. <laughs> yeah, and plus, I don't know. I think I told you about this before. Like, just the light show they had in it, and just kind of fucked my eyes up. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah. I got punched in the eye like a, a while ago before I saw the movie. So like, <laughs> I won't say why I got punched in the eye, but I just say it, it kind of missed my whole experience of the movie. So was it was it was it from a female? <laughs> it wasn't. A, I, I got hit in the face with a basketball. Playing basketball. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was like, did, did a female face. throw it? <laughs> no. It wasn't anything to do with female. Uh, oh yeah, but so, I don't know. I like I, I'm not a bit. And that thing is, I'm not a big anime fan. But Cowboy Bebop is one of the coolest shits I've ever seen. Like I love that show. When it came on Adult Swim, mm-hmm. I watched that show religiously. I taped it. I bought the fucking DVDs. I had the sound downloaded the soundtrack. I was so in love with that fucking movie or, or that that anime. And then they eventually came out with a full length movie, which I yep. also loved. Which was also fucking awesome. It, like I said, Cowboy Bebop is also one of the few animes I'm familiar with also, and I agree with you. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best just pieces of media ever made, ever. You know, regardless. I mean, you know, movie, animation, book, whatever, comic. I mean, that Cowboy Bebop stands alone as one of the greatest things ever fucking made. I think. Right. In so my, I'm just in my wondering life. how they're going to pull off a live action. I, mean, I agree with you. It's going to suck, so we shouldn't have high expectations. Of it. <laughs> I will say this. I do feel like John Cho is miscast. As Spike, I guess, yeah. He, he's, a, he's, he's a good but, actor. Yeah. I think that he's a good actor, but for this role? But then he did do some action scenes in Star Trek, so. True, but it's not just the action. It's can he be cool? The guy, the guy who coined the term MILF. Right. <laughs> he did do that. I forgot he was an American pie. <laughs> he coined the term MILF. Can he, he did be, do that. Can he, he be, yeah, can he be Spike Cool? <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. I Like I said, I think, but here's the thing, Eli, and I hate to go here, but I'm going to go there. I think what it was that they just wanted to get an Asian guy. Okay, yeah. I, I think see it was that. because. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's say if they decided, let's just find a cool guy and play this role. And he wasn't Asian. You would have had another backlash. You would have had another Ghost in the Shell situation. Yeah, and but there's plenty of cool Asian actors. There is. Don, well, Donnie Yen. Guy from uh, uh, GI Joe, Storm Shadow. Oh yeah, or Donnie Yen, or you know the dude on Into the Badlands, or any. There's plenty yeah. of. I think so you got cool Asians, but <laughs> what do they pick him? I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the, and, and then on top of that, the dude's like almost fifty. Well, then they should have just got Keanu Reeves because he's like, like the, he's <laughs> over fifty anyways. He might have just got Keanu Reeves been done with it, but he's too big now. I mean, yeah, and he's and, and he, Keanu he Reeves not going to Netflix. Uh, 
And plus, Keanu Reeves can kind of get away with it because he's like one sixteenth Asian. I suppose, yeah. He's like so, not everything. He's like part everything. Yeah, he's like yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> he's black. He can be in the next <laughs> New Jack City remake, whatever. <laughs> Blade, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It. So yeah, that's it. Oh uh, yeah, it's, I, nothing else we can talk about. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. So yeah, can we move on to the? Yeah, can we move on to the next part of podcast? Just don't like the meat of it now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So now we can actually talk about the comic books. Uh, we they were released this week, and we actually had some not good ones. Some not good. <laughs> not really. I mean, like I said, we finally. I, I'm sorry. I should have built. I should build this up a little bit more. I should have sold this. We finally have War of the Realms. We've been talking about this forever, and now it finally dropped the greatest crossover of this year. Who nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, I say I don't think we've ever talked about this. <laughs> we have. We come to podcast never talked about. It. It's always been a punchline to me, to be honest. Which I was like, how about that War of the Realms? You know. <laughs> So I guess we could just start with that because I think this is the thing that everybody tuned in for to hear what we think about War of the Realms. Oh really? We're not gonna make them wait till the end? <laughs> I just get this shit over with. <laughs> right. Yeah, like no book of the week. Just get this shit over with. So yeah, this is the book we both read. So let's just talk about War of the Realms and just get it over with. So yeah, let's basically the book starts off and like I didn't read any prequels, didn't read any setups. Didn't read Neither any did I. Neither did I. Just I just jumped into this shit and yeah. just went for it because. We've written up comics. We can fill in the blanks. Yeah, like, and, they, oh, yeah. and they said you didn't need to. They said you could jump right in. So that's and what I pretty did. much did. You, you yeah. kind of can figure out what the fuck's going on, you know. Uh, the and it's not the nine realms, it's the ten realms. Uh oh. Yeah, because for most people that haven't been keeping up with uh Marvel, uh, they found a tenth realm, and the tenth realm is heaven. You know, with angels flying around, and that's where Angela comes from. I'm not gonna explain Angela. Go respawn book that you'll figure it out from there. So yeah, so basically, the book starts off. Odin is sitting in Asgard by himself because everybody in Asgard has left to go to Midgard. Midgard was Earth's so Odin is by himself, and apparently, Asgard is uh, invaded by the Dark Hills. You know, because uh, Malekith sent them, and they kill Odin. So Thor is in New Jersey or some shit. Yeah, hanging out, chilling. Apparently, all, all these Asgardians are like. Chilling out in the Bronx or some shit. Yeah, we. I haven't been keeping up with it, so I, yeah. I feel like it's weird. But let's just go with it, okay? Yeah. So Thor is chilling in New Jersey. Loki teleports there, fucked up, knives all over the place, stuff like that. He was like, "Uh, the War of the Realms have started." Uh, what's the weird ass dude name? Malekith. Yeah, Malekith is here. He's conquered all the realms, and he's coming to Midgard to fuck him up. And obviously he's attacked me, so he's attacking everybody else. And Thor's like, okay, take me to him. Before you take me to him, he got like a pet dog. Hey, dog, go get the Avengers and tell him what's going on. And Loki and Thor go to Malekith, but they end up in Jotunheim. It's weird I know all these places only because of the Thor movies and shit. But anyway, yeah. they go to Jotunheim, place of the Frost Giants. Thor's like, I'm going to kill you because you're supposed to take me to the Dark Elf. They're like, oh, I did take you to the Dark Elf. And then they look up, and it's a Dark Elf. It's Malekith. He's teamed up with the Frost Giants and the Frost Giants. Start attacking Thor and Loki dips. Bye. You know, that's it. Just leaves Thor to fight off like a, a jillion frost giants. So back on Earth, Midgard, whatever you want to call it, Spider Man's flying around. He sees Freya, who is Thor's mother, even though I thought it was Gaia, but I'm not going to get to all that shit. Anyway, Freya's <laughs> down there fucking up some dark elves and shit like that. Spider Man comes down there, fuck up some dark elves. Then Lady Sif, Jane Foster, and some. Big bitch shows up, whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, I guess they do Warriors 3. I don't know. Big anyway, bitch. they. That reminds yeah, me they, of uh, the 
Deuce Bigelow when he's got the That's chick. That's a huge bitch. That's, you got the That's what I thought when I saw him. Yeah. Freak! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, let's speed this up. A bunch of events show up. Malika shows up. He takes all of Thor's worst enemies from the other ten realms. They come down to Midgar. Basically, the war is on Midgar versus Midgar versus the other ten realms. They all fuck up some shit. Uh, Loki gets eaten by uh, what's the fuck name? Laffy. Laffy. Yeah. Who's his dad? Eats him. Yeah. Like fuck it. Okay. Which I, was, uh, I, I, I found like, surprising. And I really, oh, oh, Loki. Especially after he just chopped off his hand. I thought, oh, Loki's going to do some ill shit. And then he just gets eaten. But that's what Loki does. <laughs> he looked like he's about to do some ill shit and then gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so fucking Iron Man's like, well, that's fucked up. He just ate his own son. So obviously this shit's real. Uh, and we could be like, we're, we had like last year, we had like about 10 Thors run around. Now we got none of them. You know, they cut back to Thor. Thor is fucking up, uh, Frost Giants. Basically saying, keep sending them at me. I'm going to kill all of you. And that's how the book ends. So, yeah. yeah. Eh. Yeah. This didn't even have to be a car so It didn't have to be an event. It doesn't it's just have, a Thor book. Yeah, they didn't have to, like, make it, like, cross over. Like, because I'm reading Venom. I'm like, damn, Venom's going to have to do some shit with this crap now? Like, right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why does Thor have, like, a zillion hammers? I don't know. He should have read should have read. Prequel, dude. I'm not reading that shit, man. You got to realize you got a thousand hammers. Just go with it. Fuck it. But I'm just like, this could have just been a. Th- and you know what this felt like? And I don't know what the fuck. And this is how I feel like Marvel's run out of ideas. Because this felt like Thor the Dark World. I thought of Masters of the Universe, that movie. Well, that was also Thor the Dark World. <laughs> but it's like, you're making Malekith? Okay, you don't have Thanos. You don't have Galactus. You got Malekith? This guy? The worst fucking villain they had in the MCU, and now he's supposed to be destroying the universe? Like, why this guy? I and suppose, then you got hell, the, yeah, Hela's fucking doing shit with the Guardians. Yes, yeah, so you can't have her, you yeah. know, so she's out of it. So, and then you got the Dark Elves looking exactly how they did in the movie, who everybody hated that design. Like, <laughs> why are you trying to make Malekith a thing? Stop trying to make Malekith a thing. He's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I just tried this out just to check it out because I know it's going to be bleeding all over everything else for the next few months. So I said, I'll give it a whirl. Um, I thought the art was really cool, but I, 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 that's I, the thing about the art. I don't really give a shit, I guess. I, w- I was I was I don't know how I feel about the art. Some of the pages look really awesome. I agree with that. Some of the pages look kind of amateurish. Yeah, that's why I looked at the beginning of the book like it's the same guy doing this book. I suppose. Yeah, because like some of the shit with the frost giants. And like all in the other realms is like did they give it a different artist to all the other realms? Cause yeah, like the last page when Thor was like swinging all his million hammers at the frost. I like that. Yeah. That page looked awesome. Yeah, but then some of the like the shit with Spider Man on the roof and they're just yeah, it was like half... is this a different guy drawing this shit. Yeah, like... I don't know. I mean, like now that's the thing, Marvel. If you're gonna draw this shit, like have a awesome, like have your best guy. Yeah, no you shit. Know? Because yeah. even the cover <clears throat> looks like shit. Well, I got a fucking. Variant where it's the van, the side of a van with uh, okay. Malachite. Shit just flying all Thor. over the place. Thor got a million hammers. Spider Man, Captain Marvel, Iron Man fighting Frost Giants and other shit. I was like, it's just too much shit flying around this cover. If I saw this book and I wasn't, you know, worried about reviewing it, I would have passed the show. I was like, nah, it looks like too much <laughs> shit flying around. Fuck this book. Well, sorry <laughs> for making you read it. <laughs> 
Well, I read I, it now so far. I th- and I, because the thing is, I thought you were going to read it because it was like the next big event. I figured, well, I'll check it out. I, I, I would have read it honestly. I, I completely forgot. I didn't. I completely forgot the book even came out. You know, so if I'd have known the book came out, I would have read it before you said anything. But when you were yeah. about like, fuck it, okay, I'll, I'll read it. Yeah, because I figured you would read it. So I'll grab it, and then I'm like, six bucks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I only wanted to read it just to shit on it. That's the only reason I wanted to read it. I was like, man, that's this motherfucker cost six bucks. And it was, like, overly long. Like, yeah, it was just way too long. Like, it took too long to establish everything. And then, I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I was fairly entertained when the battle started happening on the streets and shit yeah. and like it yeah it's just like okay here's lord of the rings shit in, in new york like cool right. I'm, I'm, yeah i'll buy that for a dollar not six but i mean i'm there <laughs> you know <laughs> and i thought it was all right but then i'm like okay is that it i don't know if i want to buy number two for six dollars. i don't know either i mean <laughs> I, I talked to i talked to goma earlier today he said well it's not it's not civil war two i don't know at least civil war two kept me interested I didn't even read Civil War Two, so <laughs> like Civil War Two like has some some stupid shit in it, but at least I was like, okay, what stupid shit is Ben just gonna do this week? You know, this I could give two shits what happened with this. Yeah, like, I yeah. I don't really care what happens. Yeah, and I'm like sitting there. Oh, really? The Punisher's gonna start fighting this shit too now? I'm like, man, oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, they better have some good shit on it. There is one thing that I heard. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you because, like I said, we, we may or may not keep up with this book. But obviously, but it's telling me in one of the Avengers tie-ins, the Squadron Supreme shows back up. I want to see them guys again, but they're gonna like really dig in and make them the Justice League. They're gonna call them the Squadron Supreme of America, and they're gonna okay. be based out of Washington D.C. They're gonna say DC's greatest heroes. So I'm gonna see how that shit goes, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's a stupid Savage Avengers shit that looks just dumb as hell. It's got Conan and the Punisher on. T- <laughs> They're making, Come on, Eli. That sounds at least interesting. At least, make, at I least might, I might check it out. Just you know, but yeah, at least Pete's I can't, I can't so. think of. I don't know. Conan on the, the Avengers. I'm like, <laughs> it sounds weird, but it, it catches my attention. That's all. At least do some weird shit to make me go like, wait, what? No, and it, like Captain Marvel ain't even there. Like I want to see like Conan and Captain Marvel like in a scene together. Right. Like, I'll do it. I'll do as I want, woman. <laughs> 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 That's the comic I want to read. <laughs> oh, you know they're not gonna go there. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> you're gonna piss off some people. So. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, what are we gonna get this book? Oh, I give it a three out of five. I thought it was okay. Yeah, three out of five. It's like I said, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like I, it yeah. wasn't like totally horrible. Like I was, I thought it was okay. Like I, I read it and I said okay. I didn't read any of the prequel prelude shit, so I can understand why it's explaining. You know, it's taking twenty pages to explain all the shit that I don't know about yet. Okay, right. whatever. You know, but then it's, the action started. I'm like, okay, I, this is kind of cool. You know, and and then then it ends, and then I was like, I don't know if I. You know, I, I, if it was a regular Thor book, I might have read it higher. But the fact that they boosted this up as some kind of huge crossover that's supposed to, you know, spill over in every single yeah. book, I think that's why I'm being a little bit harder on. Yeah, and I'm saying for six bucks, I don't know if I want to. I mean, I, I'll just wait for it to come out on, you know, unlimited to read the rest. Right, and I'm damn sure I read all those damn crossovers. Yeah, yeah, no shit. You fuck, know? fuck as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, and for, and that's just part one or Act One. <laughs> right, like no. Yeah, <laughs> Avengers. To, I ain't read. Yeah, I'm not reading Squirrel Girl. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck how she fights with a frost giant. You know? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, okay, but next book, what else we got on there? I'm, I'm letting you go this time. Um, well, since we're, since it was Shazam, should I just do this Shazam book? Yeah, I want to see what Shazam book we got. Okay, this is just Shazam number one. It came with the movie. Like, they give these out at the movies um, when I saw it. So, I don't know. It's Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. I, I imagine, I'm thinking this is just a new 52. I think, I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, it, the artist, oh, it's Gary Frank, so the art is awesome. Because he, he did that new fifty two and I and I'll let you finish, but I I'll, I'll go into detail about what, what yeah, that was. But it's basically right out of the movie. Billy Bats goes uh, Billy Batson Billy Bats, that's from Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy Batson goes into the what do you call it? The the little the, the, the pyramid or whatever and basically the Yeah, and gets gets his powers. He finds the wizard, he says Shazam and gets you know, gets blessed with all the cool powers and becomes Shazam and that's about it. And then goes out and tells his homie with the crutches, like, hey, I'm Shazam. And he's like, no way. And, you know, that, that's about it. It's just, you know, and he goes and, yeah, he saves. It's basically that first scene in a movie. Yeah, when you know? he saves the mugger and she gives him money to be like, hey, we got five dollars. Yeah, it's basically all it's okay. basically all that. So it was like it's cool. Like I never read Shazam before, but this was really cool. Okay. So, yeah. Let me give you let me give you some background on that. Like like I said, all that stuff happened in the movie. So the new fifty two, there actually was not a new fifty two Shazam comic. Like a book a solo book on its own. Okay. What they did was Jeff Johns just threw backstories in each Justice League book, like Justice League Ten, Justice League Nine. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he just made backstories in there. And if you put them together, then you got one Shazam story. And basically that story is the movie. Okay, yeah, because it says to be continued in the Shazam Origins graphic novel. Right, so that's that's what it was. They just took those backstories, made them one story, and made them a whole book. So yeah, yeah. But basically, that was the base of it because a lot of that stuff was from the New Fifty Two. It was a few stuff that was new, like like Darla and Pedro and stuff like that. Like all those are Jeff Johns' New Fifty Two creations. They didn't exist in the book before then. Okay, yeah. Like, and, but Mary and Freddie Freeman, they did. You know? And this is like a really cool tie-in, like. It's Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, two mm-hmm. top talented creators, you know, just in time for the movie. Here, check this out, kids. I mean, if I was a kid who liked the movie and I got this comic, I'm like, I'm going to go check out Shazam. Right. I want to yeah. check out some more books of Shazam because yeah. Gary Frank is, an, is a legendary classic artist. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, versus the Venom book, you know, that they right. gave out or, with that movie. Or the Realms. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, every time a Marvel book comes out or a Marvel movie comes out and you go to yeah. read that said Marvel comic book and it's not like the movie at all. <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. half the Guardians are dead. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that Venom book. They gave away Venom books when Venom mm-hmm. came out and it that, and that sucked. You know, the art sucked, the story sucked, it's like this sucks. Like why would you why right. yeah, like it they just like don't give a fuck about shit, comics right. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel don't give they a shit about comics. They would get better giving away like Leafy Protector or some shit. Yeah, no shit. You know, or the Donny Cage shit. <laughs> or the Donny Cage shit. That shit is fucking awesome. Yeah, like fucking A, man. Fucking Marvel. They just don't care care about their comics, man. Honestly the Donny Cage shit is like way better than the movies though. But. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so that yeah, so Shazam. Shazam. Okay. Oh yeah, classic story. You don't have to rate it. It's a classic book. Uh, I guess my turn. Uh, what, what do I got? Jeff Justice League. Justice League. Yeah, Justice League number. What is this? Twenty-one. 
Just League number 21. Wrath of the World Forger. That's the title of the book. Anyways, Snyder? Books Is that are, Snyder? Yes, it's Scott, Scott Snyder. Yeah. Not the other one. <laughs> Scott Snyder and George Jimenez, or is it Jorge? I don't know. I'll let Gomer explain all this shit. Anyway, the book starts off. Superman is trapped in some kind of pocket dimension. Can't get out. Uh, the future Superman shows up and tells him, Superman, you're trapped here. So Superman's like, you monster, you maniac. So he tries to punch him with his super punch. Uh, future Superman blocks it with his finger. So, and then body slams him and like, you're not getting out of here. Uh, you're trapped here forever. Don't worry, I'm not gonna kill you. Uh, there's a planet next that has all kind of fruits and vegetables, stuff like that, so you wanna live, you can do that. But, the nearest sun that is ticks to you is like a hundred years away, so you'll never reach it. And that's where your friends are. So right now I'm gonna leave you here. And then he flies off. He goes back to the, the sixth dimension where the Justice League are. They're in this utopia where everything is just awesome and beautiful, stuff like that. And Batman is talking to uh Dick, and they're talking about Alfred's dead, but they're in some theme park. They're in some uh, Central Park that's named after Alfred, and they're just, you know, relaxing, telling me every, the family's doing great, even though that Bruce is dead now and Gotham is safe now. Martian Manhunter telepathy, you know, beeps him and stuff like that. He's like, conference call right now. we got to do it. Conference call. So basically what the conference call is with the Justice League, they have this psychic boardroom where they all – talk and conference whatever like that and they basically talking about what the next move is going to be like something's not right here this utopia is not what it's going to be and all of a sudden their psychic utopia future superman shows up out of nowhere in their psychic utopia like superman didn't even have that power you know they were like who the fuck are you you ain't superman because Superman can't even do that shit like you're right i'm not superman and, and this person to the world forger the guy that was on the front of the book and stuff like that basically said the world forger is the the son of perpetua you know, brother of the monitor and the anti-monitor, and they destroy multiverse and shit like that. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do that with the multiverse here also. Lex Luthor has Perpetua, and eventually he's going to, like, turn half the universe into evil. And only way I can save the universe is to save them and kill off everybody else. But I'm going to do it depending on what the Justice League decides right now. Do you want to save the universe? half the universe if you can or do you want to like let everybody go away and the juni- the justly kind of half divided on what they want to do question of batman is like fuck everybody you know but they never say their decision the world forge says whatever you decide you just think it and i make the decision from there and then he just looks at me like oh so that's your decision so be it so he teleports them to apocalypse but it's like apocalypse that's really like a prison for nothing but supervillains it's like 100 times bigger than apocalypse and then they get catched by the police there, and the police is like, stop where you're going. You're not here. And, and they're like, where's Superman? We kill Superman. Don't worry about that. They're like, who are you? And then the, the head person takes off their mask, and it's Lois Lane. And Lois Lane is like, uh, I'm going to tell you everything that happened, and then that's how the book ends. So, uh, like I said, more Scott Snyder convoluted shit. It gets more convoluted with every book that goes on. Uh, oh, yeah, I said something about Mr. Mixio Plicknick is running around like Godzilla destroying shit, whatever. <laughs> um, three out of five. I, I half know what's going on with this book, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. So, right. that's what I got with that. All right, what do I got? I'll do uh, Punisher. Good old Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Good old Faithful. Yeah, Matt, Matt Rosenberg. Art by Simon Kredansky and... Antonio Fabella. So yeah, 
Um, so been digging on this book. I'm a you know I've always been a Punisher fan, but this new run is really cool. So <clears throat> I guess a quick recap. Uh, Baron Zemo um, has taken over the country of Bulgaria, and he's been trying to get the country accepted into the United Nations, even though the country is full of it's a safe haven for criminals and shit. Um, he had the Punisher thrown into prison for uh, killing. Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? The 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 ring guy. What's his name? The, uh, Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Punisher. Trevor Slattery. Yeah. So uh, Punisher killed Mandarin and um, uh, Zemo put him in this prison in that country, and then he faked his own death. He had Jigsaw disguise himself as Frank Castle, and they staged a fake execution. Um, so friends, Frank goes to prison, but he ends up escaping. And instead of fleeing the country, he decides to stay, and he's going to take out Zemo, because, you know, that's what the Punisher does. So he gets himself a tank, and he's just driving around the city, blowing shit up. So that's where this issue picks up. Punisher, you know, Frank in a tank. Just dropping many suckers, just doing Frank Punisher shit. Yeah. <laughs> Killing all these thugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's just rolling around, you know, the city, blowing shit up, taking out the Hydra agents and all that shit. Um, at one point, uh, Zemo scrambles these fighter jets to take out the tank. Um, Frank goes and parks it on top of a dam that overlooks the city. Uh, the jets come in, um, trying to take him out. Frank equips the tank with a bunch of fuel tanks. And, of course, blow, the fighter jets blow up the tank, but then the tank blows up the dam, so, which causes flooding. So the whole city gets flooded from that shit. So um, that's about it. I mean, Frank just, you know, faces off with Jigsaw at the end. Um, there's a little bit of a cliff, uh, cliffhanger, but it's just Frank doing Punisher shit, you know, really violent fun. There's a really funny scene where uh, Zemo is meeting with these foreign investors, you know, talking about their, you know, their trade deals and shit. And Zemo is trying to reassure them that everything's fine to remain calm. But meanwhile, in the background, out the window, there's all these explosions going off in the city and shit, you know. So it's kind of funny. Um, but other than that, it's just Punisher, you know, doing Punisher shit. Lots of fun. Um, four out of five. I give it. A, I give it a five out of five, but. I've just noticed that I'm just missing blood. You know, I'm missing the gore. I'm missing that good old Steve Dillon gore. You know, R.I.P. Steve Dillon. You know, just missing the experience. Yeah, because yeah. the books I read, yeah, it was violent as hell. They had the uh, disclaimer on the beginning of the books. You yeah. Know. And this, I mean, there's violence, but there's no, like, exploding heads or bloody guts and shit. But, I mean, the art is still cool. It's very great art. Dark and gritty. It's just missing, just, just lacks blood is all, you know. So, yeah, four out of five. Hmm. Okay, pretty cool. Uh, well, last book I got is a, a special book that I, I had to read this one. And this one is Major X. Okay. Yeah, like I said, we don't, we don't do X books here, but this one I had to do. It caught my attention because Major X is written and drawn by Rob Liefeld. I heard about this. So. Yeah. So for those that don't know who Rob Liefeld is, what the fuck are you doing listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to get into about him. But anyway, I'm just going to go right to the book and just say what the book is because it's the Liefeldiest Liefeld book you can possibly <laughs> Liefeld. <laughs> uh, basically, Major X uh, is from the future. 
He's from like the future, 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 distant future, and he has a he teams up with future beasts. Now it's probably not the same beast, but it is a beast that looks like beast, and they teleport into the past because apparently their their utopia, the mutant utopia called Existential, uh, no existence, is being erased. You know, existence with the X. You know, okay. and their main guy named Existential is sending them back in time. You know, to save existence. So they go back in time to the uh to the School of Gets the Young says, you know, the Xavier Mansion. But they went to the time. <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Extra. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme. Right, that's the 90s for you. X was on everything. So they go back to the School of Gets the Young says back in. We don't know exactly one time, but obviously it's the time when Rob Lightfield had the book. And they teleport and they find x You know. <laughs> so X Major, Major X, what's his name? One of them. Uh, kicks the shit out of X-Force. There's only one guy left, Cable, you know. So Cable and him fight back and forth. Wait, 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 wait. Who was the first guy that got punched? Was it Warpath? Warpath didn't he show up. Oh, of course not. So obviously he <laughs> must have got his ass kicked. But yeah, he, he's not even on the ground just laying down with, you know, mouth bleeding and shit like that. <laughs> I see Shatterstar gets his ass kicked. Domino. Uh, yeah. That's all the people that got cannonball. You know? Oh, okay. But no Warpath. You know, maybe he was just gone that day. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so Major X and Cable fights. Uh, but the other future beasts, they team up on Cable, kick Cable's ass. You know, so Cable's laid out. Uh, and they think, that, but he's not trying to fight everybody. He's trying to have a conversation and tell them what's going on because the future's in danger. But he had the conversation. He was like, where are the X-Men? Who, who the fuck are these guys? And then... You hear a voice saying, well, if you wanted an X-Man, you got an X-Man, bub. You know what that is? Oh, yeah. Wolverine jumps out of nowhere. He fights Major X, X-Major. I can't remember what the guy's name is. They fight, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to – since you got adamantium claws, I got an adamantium sword. So he puts out an adamantium sword, clink, clink, clang. They fight each other, stuff like that. Wolverine's know, how the hell you get that much adamantium? Well, in the future, they made this sword out of your bones, Wolverine, you know. Cable wakes back up. Uh, before Cable can wake back up, people are like, okay, you guys calm down. Let's spread this stuff out. Before they can fight, another assassin comes out of nowhere named Dreadpool. Oh. Yeah. Does he have, does he have dreadlocks? No, he's Deadpool, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. He's just Dreadpool. He's, just, he's Deadpool with more more shoulder shit on him. You know? Okay, I was like, well, what's what's more brutal than just dead? <laughs> but that actually nah, that would be awesome if he had dreadlock but Deadpool would do some stupid shit like that <laughs> with the afro or some shit like that to pop out of nowhere so anyway Dreadpool but Dreadpool isn't like Deadpool because Dreadpool is grittier mean and stuff like that so he starts fighting Major X X Major whatever the guy's name is they fight stuff like that Dreadpool is kicking X Major's ass but all of a sudden Deadpool comes out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so this book is stupid as fuck, man. But I'm gonna keep going. Okay, so Deadpool has X Major Major X's bike, throws it at Dreadpool, and then okay, I'm gonna amass you, Dreadpool. Let's find out what your real name is. Is it K? Is it J? Slade? Is that you? You know, inside jokes like that. But before he could do that, Dreadpool kicks Deadpool off, and Dreadpool like, I'm gonna come back to kill everybody later on, and he teleports out of there. So now everybody's looking around, and Major X is still there, and Cable's like, go ahead, take your mask off. We already know who you are. Well, I know who you are, so go ahead and tell everybody else. He was like, okay. So Major X takes his mask off. He said, I am Alexander Alexander Nathaniel Summers. 
Oh, and he's got dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who who is this now? That's who Mr. X is? Yeah. Okay. Major X, but yeah. Okay. So he's Cable son. I was about to say, is he related to Cable? Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody's related to Cable. <laughs> so he's he's Cable's son from the future. He's come back in time to save the future, and Cable's the only one that can help him. The end. Yeah, more okay. life filled, bad shit, insane. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like it was back in the nineties. You you look you go read those old books. They're like, what the fuck was I reading? And it's just like this: more insane, stupid shit happening all over the place for no fucking reason whatsoever. And y'all love that shit. And we ate that shit up with a spoon. <laughs> fucking top selling shit, wizard. Top ten. <laughs> Honestly, Rob Liefeld saved the comic industry and killed it all at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Overall, I give this book. I give this book a three point five out of five. I think it's more Rob Liefeld insanity. It's all the good shit, all the bad shit you you want from him and don't want from him. It's there. You remember what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he's just in his wheelhouse. So that's all I got. Okay. Uh, you got any more books? Or? Yeah, I got one more. I'll do uh, Immortal Hulk number sixteen. Al Ewing just crushing this shit, yo. So uh, we got Hulk and Doc Samson. They're trying to find the body of Rick Jones. His corpse is missing. Uh, plus, Betty Ross has gone missing after an assassinated Shin attempt on Bruce Banner, which obviously didn't work because he's still alive. You just can't kill him. He just won't die. Right. He's so, immortal. Yeah, he's immortal. <laughs> so um doc samson and the hulk they infiltrate the shadow base trying to find uh rick jones's uh corpse um it turns out that they've exhumed his body and they're doing some weird experiments on him um and they get attacked by these uh hulk monsters that these animals that have been uh uh gamma exposed so there's like a hulk gorilla a hulk bat hulk dog and hulk all kinds of shit uh just fighting doc samson and hulk you know, so that's pretty cool. But then the, so, the 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 soldiers show up with these ultraviolet lights and they shine it on the Hulk. You know, because you know the Hulk comes out only comes out at night now. Mm-hmm. You know, so the UV lights act like sunlight. So they shine it on the Hulk. He turns back into a human. That's smart as hell. Yeah. So, and then the show, the the soldiers end up they shoot him. They shoot Bruce Banner, and they okay. think they got him. He's laying there bleeding, and they're like, "We got you, Bruce." But then he looks at him with this evil smile and says, yeah, I'm not Bruce. I'm Joe. So, da, 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 da. so Joe fix it. they're okay. bringing Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> and that's where oh, the book shit. ends. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where the book ends. Um, pretty cool. Five out of five. Um, I love this book. Just taking the Hulk mythology and just bringing it, giving it a campy horror monster movie makeover. Uh, yeah, just flipping it on its head. I just love this book. So, yeah. Check it out, yo. Immortal Hulk just, yeah. Look forward to this every month. Cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah like I said, if you like, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. We have our other podcast. We have our sister podcast, Geek Sav. Uh, we have Comic Cast. We have Hulu Entertainment. We have This Geeks and Comics. We have what's that other one? Instruments Destruction. I always forget that one. And I think that's pretty much it. But we got a bunch of them. So listen to all of them. They're going to give you different views. And I haven't listened to Geek Sav Joker uh, podcast yet. I got to check it out to see if there's any difference to what we got going on here. Uh, I just want to see what Comic Cat got to say about Water Realms. I, I feel like they're going to love this shit. I don't know. I, mean, maybe. I know Gomer wasn't really too 
excited about it, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's going to be, it's like the talk of the town right now. Water rounds. Yeah. We'll see if we go. Uh, like I said, we're two weeks down from Infinity War. If hopefully you got your tickets, you can't get your tickets. You are assed out right now. Yeah. I guess I'm assed out. out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, it's Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.